Welcome back to episode number 44. How is everyone doing? Yeah, Pumped! Happy Friday, guys. Recovering, happy, from, a, happy recovering from a cold, so doing good. Winter. Yeah, now we're in spring, because it's what, what, like mid-Feb now? Valentine's Day, has that come or gone? I'm not sure. It's exciting, man. I'm in. <laughs> so, Shiva, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? I, I don't even know what Valentine's Day it's is. It's on a Friday. I don't know what well, that is. It's so Valentine's Day every day for this guy, bro. Especially over there in Stockholm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're going to have to edit that out. We're going to have to edit that out. Right, anyway, guys. So what's the agenda today? <laughs> guys, hello world. Um, today's agenda, we want to talk a little bit about public speaking. And I think... So a few of us have had an opportunity to speak to sort of a large number of, of people. Um, and I think it'll be good now that obviously I think Schwarz recently posted uh, one of his uh, talks. We did an amazing job. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of share, one, our experiences, how we what we were like when we first started. <laughs> and now that we've had a chance to um, sort of have a number of presentations, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, what would be the tips that we share with people that perhaps they wouldn't necessarily pick up from um, other areas? So, um, yeah. Stay tuned and let's get started. Shawal, you're just fresh off the... Fresh off one, actually. And actually, when this... When this, viral, I mean, we, we, we've got a lot of experts in this group anyway, because Daniel's like the king of Toastmasters. Mm. I think everyone's also had a chance to uh, to do talks. And actually, yeah, I think once this is done, once this episode is released, P and I are actually doing a, a session together jointly in a, in a school in Portsmouth where a friend of mine is teaching. Um, and he asked me if I would like to come speak. And I thought it would actually be a great opportunity to get P while he's enjoying his paternity leave and building his property empire to get him involved as well. So no, honestly, I had a, had a really, really pleasant experience very recently. And it's something which I was telling P about. Again, people don't see the process behind. I was extremely sleep deprived. I had probably slept two or three hours before, um, before that, that, that morning, um, probably practiced about three times on the plane there. So my preparation was not optimal at all. I just had a lot of stuff going on at that time. Um, but yeah, I just had someone who was helping me put together the story flow. And this is one recommendation that I would give to anyone is have someone who you can trust, who you know where their intention is. They're not trying to rip your thing down, but they really want you to get a better story. Um, and that massively, massively helped. And, um, she's been very, very helpful and supportive around, around it. So no, I can't, I can't, can't complain. And it was just a great opportunity to get on a stage and, and, and do it. And it really made me feel this was the first time where I actually felt comfortable going in front of a group. And yes, there were some nerves, but compared to previous times, every time I go up, it, come, it becomes less and less. So Nerves, nerves. They look like how many, how many, people, how many, people, were, how many people were listening? Or how many people were um, So the audience was, was close to 400. Um, the, the, the bit that was kind of crazy was the fact that someone else was supposed to speak at that event. And they had fallen ill, so they were looking for, for like a short-term replacement. So they told me on the Friday at 3, and the talk was on Monday um, in the daytime. So it's kind of kind of crazy prep. But um, but no, it was, it was a really, really cool experience. And now I just can't wait to 
do more and more of it. I think since, off the back of that, through again what we discussed in the previous episode, episode, sharing things on social media, I actually had a call today with an old friend who also works at another school, and he was asking if I'd be interested in coming in March to go speak at his school as well. And this is a skill that I want to improve at. So, mm. like anything, you can't improve unless you unless you don't practice. But how how because all of you guys have done. It. I've seen all of you guys talk and present. I know you're all slick, slick mother. So how how you uh, how you find no, how Olu, you found your experience? Olu's a bit Olu's a bit stiff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how, a bit. How, how many speaking gigs have you done? You're like you're like you're like me though. You're, you're we're we're stiff together, man. It's cool. <laughs> oh, no, man. Okay. I think what we should do is we should upload, 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 upload our video. I think we should upload our video. Of, uh, I'm not the one to say pause, bruv. So, like I said, Olu, me and you stick together. <laughs> Come on, Daniel. I think we should upload. Wait, can I, can I, can I, can I, yeah. One very quick question. In, in university, did you guys present in front of each other? Did you have any projects? Well, you no, had no, no, no. Yeah. We, we done. We, we did, did a group, group presentation. We <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, we no, um, sure, well, my experience was at work. We have um, a work <laughs> conference. So every every four months we go away for a conference and we have, like you said, 400, 500 people. Yeah. You got a VP of the company or the program there and you have to present a story or your project for that particular trimester. Now, the key thing you mentioned is really around the story. How do you yeah. share and put together a story, especially visually on slides, where less is more? Mm. So you have to figure out how do you not complicate your message? Because mm. a lot of times people are not even listening to what you're saying. Um, <laughs> they're, they're waiting. You just got to be clear, concise, simple as possible, mm -hmm. and try not to choke. Because mm -hmm. I've seen some people... <laughs> I've seen people... No, wait, wait. It's, got, it's not choke. funny, guys. Come on, come on. People, <laughs> no, come, it's, come on, come on. No, it's, but it's, it's true. People say, like, some people's biggest fear is public no, speaking yeah the number one the number one yeah. fear is public speaking people would rather public die speaking. than speak yeah. in front of an audience than yeah. speak in front of audience so like you said i had a, you need a team a group of people that are going to tear down your pages tear down your slides make sure that your messaging is concise straight to the point um you have to rehearse it you have to try and find some way to include me personally some sort of humor there needs mm. to be some joke or some way to change the flow of the conversation um and have you, ever, have you ever tried to land the joke and it didn't work <laughs> nah my joke worked <laughs> you need to, you need to know the room yeah, Olu, 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 on that on that topic i was having a, a conversation with pabila i think uh like earlier well it would be two a like, few weeks ago and um i was saying i was saying the same thing to p actually i think what helped was the fact that having that a joke early on and then p was saying that he doesn't think He'll be able to drop a joke, and I was like, "Mate, you're it. you're," a <laughs> but he's a funny guy. I would love to sit there and listen to him saying a joke, but I think he was sweet. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's different, different levels. There's different levels of funny. I don't see no, but... in public speech having a joke. He'll be too serious. But um, no. <laughs> yeah, we had we had the conversation. Now I'm not I'm not like you in terms of. Because um, Pete wants to be professional I, and polished, he wants to come yeah. across. Yeah, exactly. And because there's, there's no breaking down the barriers to get to know him. He's like delivering. I don't want the audience. I don't want. And this is actually probably another subject. I don't want the audience to smell that I, you know, I'm from Edmund Green or anywhere like that. You know what I'm trying to say? 
That got to be serious. I got to be serious, serious, serious. Shiwa, are you um, going to record? Are you going to record? Uh, Portsmouth? Like, yeah, actually, I got, I've got. Um, so I have whenever I have these uh talks, I get my brother to come along for the day. So I actually pay him and he's my videographer. So yeah, he'll be recording. Yeah, I really want to. I want to get a copy of P's. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'll get a copy for you. That's fine, that's fine. I was gonna actually say, I think, Oli, to your point, uh, I think there is a percentage breakdown where it says, uh, I think it's like the when you present. 50%, 50%, I haven't got it, I've got it wrong, but a lot of, a lot of actually is spent on what you wear. Uh, people don't actually remember what you say, but how you said it or your tone. Yeah. So it's actually a very small confidence. percentage where people actually remember exactly what it is that you said, but it's more mm-hmm. your tone and how you come across um, and what you're actually wearing on the day. Yeah. And your level of confidence on the stage. Yeah. So how can you show a level of confidence? How do you own the stage? Mm. um not pay so i watched multiple videos on like public speaking prior to do this well like not pacing on the stage so a lot mm. of things a lot of mistake people do is pacing up chance. and out the stage yeah bare hand gestures like and it's like <laughs> you, you you just get distracted because you can't the person's not staying still so you can walk to one side but you should stop walk with deliver purpose. your message yeah walk deliver your message and then pause move to and then the pausing is a big thing so how do you take your time, pause, slow it down? Because in your mind, you feel like you're going slow, mm-hmm. but you're going much faster than you actually know. Um, eye contact. Oh. Also, keep on. So um, a couple, couple of, um, yeah. So no, I just quickly, just to, on the point I mentioned, actually, is actually probably because of that, because actually a small percentage of, of the audience only focuses on exactly what you said. For those that are sort of preparing a presentation, they should actually make them feel more, Comfortable, comfortable because yeah. you're not being as scrutinized as much as you think mm. you are um yeah. on the tip point there's actually one thing that came to mind now is it really helps to record yourself in two formats one with and without sound because mm. with sound then you can listen to exactly what you're saying and then without sound you just study your body language yeah and that's something that i we picked up from the communications woman at in, in the vice and, and you really gone be careful with trying to say your script precisely because a lot of times people have memorized their script and, if and the they moment forget line, they get in line, I've seen people just be like, D-d-d-d-d. and they're like, wait, 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 no, one second. They'll try and go back to try and remember it, try and remember it, try and remember it. And it just goes. So what you need to really understand is what is the message you're trying to convey and the journey. So I have a script here, but understand where is that script taking you? Because if you just try to memorize it and just repeat it, the moment you forget one line, yeah, <laughs> I think You're I think it helps for. to have your trigger your trigger points. Yeah, um, like the start of we'll save sentence. we'll save Daniel to last because he's the expert. But um, mm. uh, but I know trigger points help because there are times where you can actually forget what you want to say. Or mm. like I've realized sometimes when I've presented, there was a line that I didn't mention. I didn't say, yeah. but I kept on going. I was able to keep going because I had my trigger lines, my trigger points. But P, you know the crazy thing about it? the line that you forgot to say. Yeah, your audience didn't know that you. Yeah, no it. one's gonna know. Yeah, I know. And yeah, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, no, everyone no. feels like they have to say no, no, no. Oh, everyone knows. No, we don't know what you're gonna present. It, oh, yeah, but let's let's hear from the let's hear from our resident oh, yeah, Toastmaster expert of the group, Daniel. Hit us. No, I was just gonna say for a few pointers in terms of giving a speech or going to deliver a speech. Always make sure. So P, you mentioned about they don't remember what you said, it's how you say it. Always, there's vocal variety. So use different pitches, use different range in your voice. You know, for certain things, you may want to pause for dramatic impact. Other things, you may want to speed up. 
So it's always, always about using different methods of engaging your audience. But one thing I typically do when in the right setting is always have a hook. You always want to have a hook on your audience. So like, from the get-go... Like a chorus. No, no. <laughs> so, from, for, so after you've been introduced, usually, depending on what setting you're in, like I've given talks to universities where I've gone in... Jokes for days. <laughs> I've gone in and I've said... So I've, you know, to, you know, when it was like a bunch of students, you want to get them engaged. So I had 20 pounds. Oh, I hated this one. And this I said, who one. wants the 20 pounds? People put their hands up. So who wants the 20 pounds? And then people, then someone will eventually clock on, they get up, get off their seat, come up to me, get the 20 pounds and it's theirs. So from mm. that, right. So you bribe them to no, raise no, the no, because raise no, the because, stakes, big no, boy. Because any, stakes, anything, really? anything, anything in life you want, you have to go get it. So you saying you mm. want it from sitting down. You're not going to get it. You have to get mm. up off your chair and come and get it. Mm. So I've done also giveaway. So, you know, asking them questions. So engaging the audience from early on about maybe the topic or subject I'm referring to. So ask them questions. If they get it right, they've got some prizes. I give it to them. So, you know, you get that engagement and then we settle mm. down and then we go in and deliver. Mm. So going back to using notes and signposts, I don't like to have a, whatever I'm going to say fully fleshed out, written down. I rarely have notes because I don't want to be caged to my notes or stuck mm -hmm. to standing behind a microphone or a podium i'd rather have a, a, um, a i'd rather be mic'd up so that mm -hmm. i can move around the stage of purpose i can engage with them have eye contact because i feel as though you standing in one place you can either easily lean on the podium where you're delivering the speech from or fall into the trap of just reading off a piece of paper mm -hmm. and not being authentic so even with that it's just making sure that you are comfortable yourself. You've practiced at least a few times. You have the main things you want to discuss or talk about, and then you deliver it. Mm. There, you know, there's never been a time where I haven't been nervous. Mm. I've always been nervous, but that's yeah, proper natural. sweating. Proper, proper sweating. I wouldn't say proper it's sweating, sweat. but it's also how you yourself manage those nerves. So beforehand, maybe have always making sure that there's a, a glass of water where you're going to be speaking from, so that you can just sip during or throughout if your mouth gets dry very quickly because of the nerves but there's sure, never been a time to, what do you do to yeah, that's a good, that's a good point what do you guys do to prepare yeah because the, the, the nerves you, go on the part that daniel mentioned that nerves is always going to exist it's always going to exist like you need to have a way to train your mind or so what i do prior to a presentation i'll go i think i mentioned this before i'll go to the toilet and say words of affirmation like you know this you're amazing. It's nothing. You've got this. It'll, like, you just... Oh, it sounds like you're spitting, you it like you're spitting bars on me. <laughs> no, but his, his, it go mentally go gets you into a space where you're like, you know, this is nothing. Like, you need to get to like, a point where you're not you're not caring too much to the point that yep, you freeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I would just continue. Ego goes just, up. As, yeah, you need to pump up your ego. As I'm walking on that stage, I'm like, yeah, laughing like, oh, yeah, I've got this, whatever. Get into a space where you're comfortable and you can yeah. easily pass that message. I remember the the second time I did a presentation on the stage, I felt like my legs were shaking. Like, <laughs> like you, you have feelings like, like your legs or body part are shaking. And after I watched the video back, I was like, oh, wait, my legs weren't even shaking. But because of the nerves, right, you yeah. feel like... And then I say the first thing is focus on just getting your first sentence out. Mm. like focus on that first sentence as soon as you've got that then you'll realize your confidence will build up and build up and then all of a sudden a minute into your presentation you're like i've got this mm. but words of affirmation take your time and focus on that first yeah. 
sentence. One of the things, I don't know if you guys have done this. I actually, uh, a couple of days leading up to the presentation, I visualized up. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> I visualized. Excuse your French. I, visual, I visualized messing up because once I visualized it. <laughs> now, listen, listen. <laughs> now I'm laughing just because how hard you went at the swearing. <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm visualizing. I'm visualizing. <laughs> I visualized messing up because once I've got that out of my way, I have no reason now to feel nervous. So I, I, I think about it and I want, I say to myself, Pabila, imagine you actually really mess up your lines and then you just stand there and look at the crowd. Can you see it? Can you picture it? Right, now you've pictured it, get out of the way and now focus on the fact that you've actually mm. practised 20 times that you can go ahead and do it. Because I find that if, for me, I personally feel like by not entertaining the worst case scenario or the nightmare, the day it happens, if it, it does, happen. if it wants to happen, it's like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> So that's something. It's just person. It's like a more of a, of a mental mental warfare. But to all to your point exactly, I I do I do re something very similar. I basically kind of um, talk down at the crowd and say, look, this crowd is nothing. It's light work. I practiced yeah. twenty times. They can't touch me. They can't present like me. Wait till no they one have can questions. do it. Trust me. I say, <laughs> wait till they have the questions when it's at work. Yeah. And, and I was, <laughs> so I just basically say that I'm like, listen, no one. You just can't touch me. I'm on this journey. Mm -hmm. Boom. Ready to go. But on your on that point, uh, another tip that um, has worked well is um, I find what I've noticed is that people tend to mess up their lines when they're switch when they're moving around or switching. And one tip that was was shared with me, which is really good, if you're looking at someone and you're you're presenting and don't look at the next person until you finish that sentence. Yes. And then move on to the next person mm. or your next visual point where you want to focus. And one it helps person, one message. Exactly. So that mm. that that has that's something which is um. Because like we've all been there, right? But what did you guys do when? <laughs> what do you do when you're presenting and you can see someone looking at you like this? No, but the thing <laughs> or, or you see someone, or you see someone kind of like, the, I, like what I need in the crowd is someone doing this. Because then, because then I'm then I'm rolling, yeah. But but, but another another tip you, you, you don't need to look at people in the eyes. Some a tip is just look over people's heads. Mm. If you're just looking at the head, they still think you can't, can't ignore. You can't, you can't, you like you can't ignore when someone's you glance. The but the thing is, you don't stay. You glance, so you make sure mm. you keep keep eye contact with um different parts of the room. Mm -mm. Or because there'll, there'll always be one person be like, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the last thing before before I forget, you mentioned about Q and A. This is something which is such a subtle uh, tip, but when when you see the difference between doing it and not doing it it's it's so loud and what it is is when it gets when you when the presentation is usually done if it's a, if there's a q a after a lot of times the those that are asking the question if we if if someone's asking a question that you already know the answer to you start answering it before they've even finished what they're asking you the question because mm. you're on stage and you feel like okay i want to answer quick and move on to the next person and i think it's really important to wait for someone to finish maybe pause and then answer the question and it may sound very simple and straightforward, but you should watch it because people tend to say, yeah, well, yeah, actually what we've, but that person hasn't even finished their question mm. yet. So it's, it's, um, but it's even quite, to, it's even quite glaring. To add, to those even, even to add that, to aid that is when someone asks you a question, repeat the question before you answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a good tip. That is amazing. Do you, do you repeat it word for word or you do? No. So, so, uh, so ask me a question. So you just paraphrase and you, say, you just, you can, well, we can do a role play if you want. So, like, so, like, so Daniel, I said, Daniel, Dan Daniel, on slide two, I really, um, I'm, I'm interested to know more about where the sources of data is coming from to fuel that um, algorithm. 
So where I spoke about Pythagoras' theorem, that data came from. But you don't answer my question. No. So you're talking no. about. So I'm. So I'm. I'm assuming that slide two is Pythagoras' theorem. Uh, okay. So I'm saying so because you're playing as well. Because because I'm because I'm saying I know what my slides are. So slide two, you don't remember Pythagoras' theorem, but I'm saying so from Pythagoras' theorem on slide two, the the, yeah. the data came from and then I answer. I thought you meant Daniel. I thought you meant you know when you reframe a question. So say for example, if if um like she Sure. Okay. On your um, when you was uh in Tokyo, did you find um? How did I don't even know, bro. I'm trying, I'm trying to look at the other, <laughs> to look at the other presentation. I'm looking at your presentation. I just, I need, uh, if, if you want me to hey, hey, sure, a question, sure. I need a question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. Right, cool. Right, listen, sure, you, it was quite inspiring to hear you talk about your journey with learning how to swim. Um, what would you advise uh, people who find themselves in similar situations? Um, Pavila, so just for, so I understand the question, you're asking about the journey that I went through in terms of learning how to swim and what I could share that to other people about. Exactly. But Daniel, what he just said, yeah, is is that what you're talking about? Because no, that's, because, that's what that's what no, I, actually, I thought because, Daniel I thought before. Because, I'm, because yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to ask you to um, predicate what I'm saying. So me answering it is not then for you to say yes. So I would answer it in the way that I'm leading on to my answer. Oh, okay. So you're so, like kind of taking Pavila's question as like an assist to your answer. To, to, yeah, to begin with, oh, to like set up my answer. Okay, 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 got it. Okay. Like an alley-oop. Yeah, yeah. But Daniel, yeah. how how do you how do you prepare before uh, any any other pointers? Yeah, I usually would make, make some down... dessert. <laughs> <laughs> No, with the gloves, with the gloves. No, what do you mean to prepare before going on to speak? Yeah, before before on stage, yeah. Typically when I've been in, I've been in a room. So if it's a talk at a school, university, whatever, you've always been in a room. So I can't get up and leave because yeah, yeah. I'm there <laughs> to sit down. So usually it's like, I remember like it might be four, three speakers before me. And I'm thinking, okay, three, I'm cool. Then the next person, the person who's up before me is up. They finish thinking, oh no, it's me next. Oh damn, it's me next. It's me next. It's me next. Legs start shaking. But then I just take deep breaths and be like, you know, you've got this, it's right, it's cool, you're prepared. Mm. Relax. Be be natural, be normal. Take it slow. Speak slowly mm. because if you're nervous, you have a tendency to speak very fast yeah. and speed kills. So it's remembered for me to make sure that I pause or even in my notes, it just says pause. Speak slowly, pause. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily reading anything, but it's just reminding me to go slowly and to deliver it in a way that I can be understood. Mm. Yeah, but, I think ultimately, go on, Daniel. No, I was going to say, lastly, in terms of speaking, as always, every single talk, speech, or anything you do in front of an audience, or even a call or conversation, is you always have the talk you gave, the talk you prepared, and the talk you wish you gave. Mm. Always. Mm. Always. I think the point that Oli made as well, like uh, recently, the, the one that I gave, I was actually frustrated because there were some killer lines that I thought I had that I didn't I didn't say. Mm. But of course, no one else knows that. The only person that knows that is you. And if you were still able to deliver something good, then I think it's still job done. I'm just trying to think just anything new to add. I think one thing that I do, similar to Ollie, where I'm in front of the mirror and I'm just talking to myself, like bouncing around, like, I've got this. And then one thing is I put my arms up like this because there was a TED talk on it where if you raise your arms up as if you just won something, um, then it sends triggers to your to your brain where you get like a lot of positive emotions. So if you do this for like a prolonged period and you're standing, 
Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You know what it's like? This is like, you know, the Nigerian punishments where you have to do the post. The way that that's linked to moments of celebration is even people who are um, blind or deaf who don't have their senses, when they're having a moment of joy or celebration, their natural feeling is they want to put their arms up in the air. Mm. So Isn't that a very, surrender? No, I guess it depends on the circumstances. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing that I would add is just to just to practice before. I, and this leads to the next question I have, where I'd be interested if you guys have ever had a, a choking moment. Because about a year, about I think just over a year ago, I got invited to speak about this One Young World Conference internally in Novartis. And at this stage, I probably had spoken beforehand maybe to a large audience, maybe two, three years prior. And that last one that I did was really good. So I went into it thinking, um, I'm like, this is this is my thing now. Like, I can do this. Um, I tried to do the usual thing where I remember the first line and the last line. So those are very important. That I remember those word for word just so I have the flow. And this is the first time in my life where it came to us presenting. We get on stage. I say my first line. Blank. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, like I, I was stood there, I was stood there <laughs> in disbelief with lots of like eyeballs looking at me, and I was just thinking in my head, oh my god, this is what it feels like. I've never had this attitude before. <laughs> and then so much so where I didn't say anything, and then I I it, what felt like it was like 20 seconds, it was probably about five seconds. So then what I did is I repeated my first line again, <laughs> word for word. And then I looked over to um, my colleague who I was presenting with, and I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then it kind of clicked, and then I got into the flow of it. And then it was okay. This was in our, in our company, P. This was about a year, year and a half ago, probably now. And that was the first like, time where it like... happened. No, it was presenting to like um, the corporate social group or something. And again, it was very, very small. It's something that mm. I noticed and other people actually didn't notice as much. But that was the first time that I had been caught with that. And I was reflecting a little bit afterwards, like, why did that happen? And I realized I was way too relaxed going into it. Um, yes, I maybe didn't prepare as much as I could have, but my preparation just wasn't as effective. Um, mm. And I didn't practice enough in front of in front of other people. So that was a big learning for me. And I remember the first time I did it after that, the nerves I had, because I had never felt that kind of choking moment before. And then you go through it and then you think to yourself, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was a much smaller group where I was presenting to and it was a completely external audience. Um, and I was so nervous that my legs were shaking. I was like, wow, I've never felt this nervous before. And I think it was because of that small choking incident. And then that yeah, one went perfectly well. And then, then I yeah, got back into automatic again, defensive but... mechanism where it has, an, it has a bad experience, right? It's, um, there was a book that I was reading. Um, powered, no, what was it called? Something Chimp. Um, something Chimp. But what it just basically says is whenever you've had a bad experience, your mind automatic trains whenever you feel like that scenario could happen again yeah. you get a defensive mechanism um mine hasn't been from public speaking on in terms of on a stage yeah. but it has been in a presentation over the phone yeah so it was like poor like 
it was my first presentation. I wrote down everything I was going to say word for word. <laughs> I basically didn't pause and just read everything. And I was like, we good. And that was it. I didn't have any questions. It was like my first presentation. Didn't have any questions. And it was like with the Asia team. So I'm sure no one understood a word I was saying because I was speaking so fast. Um, but yeah, that was my one. I've seen people choke. Um, and I'll say with watching people choke, right? The key thing is, the key thing is, um, I thought that was a beat, but we're going to start spitting. Uh, <laughs> the Hello, Moto. You, <laughs> the key thing when people, I've seen people choke, right, is how do you get back on track? Are you someone that just walks away and just like, look, guys, I'm done. I can't do it. Or do you try and just go on to a top, completely different topic? No one knows what you're really talking about, right? And then also, if you're on stage with a group of people, by practicing with those group of people, they can always save you where they realize, oh, she was forgotten what he's saying. Oh, I remembered he, he went this way. Let me yeah. just give him a little reminder. Hey, Shiva, what about the so-and-so thing? And then you can continue from there. What about you, Daniel? Have you had a moment where you've choked? Mm -mm. Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> I was I was presenting at work to about five hundred people, mm. and then I got on because uh, I was on stage and I went blank, <laughs> and, I, and I went forget <laughs> this. I walked off. That's why I was passing up. That's why she was starting like, "Damn, Jake, I'm playing, I'm playing." <laughs> I knew it, man. I knew it. I knew it. Knew it. Knew it. I was like, man, no, no, it's, no, I have no. I don't recall a time that um. Well, if I have, people wouldn't have known because I've rec I've recovered it. So I always have something to quickly fall back on, mm. or I try and visualize my speeches so I know my talks. I know what I'm going to cover. So I remember on my page, and this is how I used to revise. I used to do mind maps so I could remember where was what, where where things were. Even P has a recording of me um, reciting an essay word for word. Do you remember? No. Financial financial theory. You don't remember? You don't no, remember? I would have think now. You're making me think now. You're making me think. You don't, you don't remember? There's a... It was the... This guy's got jokes. It's E3064 or something. No, Corporate no, policy and financial no, theory. P is not a back. He don't back. He don't back it. You recorded it. That's right. It's cool. You don't remember. But um, so I, I try and visualize my um, what I I write things down so I can visualize it. So that's where I record it from my memory. Cool. P, have you choked? I haven't choked. I'm actually thinking about. I look, the probably the reason why I probably haven't choked because I, I practiced like 25 times. <laughs> so I practiced so many times, yeah, mm. that when it actually comes to presenting, I'm tired of the speech or the presentation. Mm. Same thing with my wedding, my wedding speech. I practiced it so many times that. People and it's funny because they don't know I've practiced it twenty times. That was a great speech, do, by the way. What I do, thank you. What I do is I practice it forward, back, backwards, and forward, middle to the back, middle, middle to the end. I start from the end, so I play around with. So that means like, there's no way I can choke. Mm -hmm. Well, at least that's what I think to myself, unless someone pulls a funny face and I'm just thrown. Um, so I was actually going to say one of my tips is I think, and I saw this on like. Um, online it's called a 20 for 20 rule so practice it 20 times and you can guarantee that you'll be actually good um and um and yeah because i like a lot of times if i don't there's a lot of ums in my speech mm -hmm. so by practicing it 20 times i'm stripping out the ums i'm getting the pauses in and actually it comes to the point where the last five are just i'm like i can't bother to even present 
So on the day, I just get it done, and um, and I guess, I guess it leaves an impact. From you guys, for some of the speeches, public speeches you've seen, what are some of the traits this had that's made you say, okay, that was Ooh. a really good public speak? What for, What do you think? Easy for what me. Is, for me, it's one that's been engaging, interesting. Not there's a there's a very little use of filler words like ums and ahs. So yeah. rather than doing that, you just pause. Yeah. Rather than going, um, 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 because for me, that really, I really pick on those things and it really annoys me. So that mm -hmm. distracts me completely. It's really of one that's engaging, interesting, and it's a story. Mm -hmm. So one that takes you on a journey rather than just, I've this is what I have to say. I want to get it out and that's it. One mm -hmm. that takes you on a journey to delivering whatever they want to say with um impact for me, because that's the way I like to learn. Cool. Sure. I think actually I don't think I've got anything to, to add from from Dan. Just just someone where when they present, you can see that they've really thought it out and there's a good flow to mm. it. The the one thing I'll add is on that is passion is something. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Gets me like I need to see a level of energy. Which that's what I was going to ask you, P. Right? When you practice so many times, do you find out when you're presenting on the stage you lack that energy? No, I bring yeah. it all. I bring it all. I bring it all to the table. But I just need to nail what I'm going to say. So once I've nailed that, then I can add um, the energy on top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but to your point, for me, is is I want to see someone presenting as if it's their last chance. It's their last presentation. Um, <laughs> because because that's what that's what you it impacts you and touches you in a way that you think, wow. Um, and so I think it's the passion, and we've all seen those that we've seen those talks online, we've seen it on, yeah. on stage, where you're just thinking, this guy hasn't got anything left. Mm -hmm. or, or not this not anything left but you know what i mean it's like he's he's really he's really, prolonging it yeah he's really he's really he or she is really um leaving it um, all on the table leave it deep into the message <laughs> that would have been the best way to say that <laughs> yeah. but also i think you need to always have some sort of joke for me personally i need no, I, I always bring some bring some humor yeah, definitely there needs to be some level it humor. relaxes your, it relaxes your own nerves i always the, say yeah, all the good pastors i know I've got some <laughs> level of humor in there as well, like you did, like ex comedians. It feels like yeah, well, you I need, need people because I, 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 I need life changing. I need life. Yeah, I probably could be, but I need some. <laughs> but the thing is, but, P, but the P, your thing is, you're thinking about it too changing. much. You're thinking. You're, 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 think, you're thinking too much humor. It's something very subtle, like even yeah. oh, they call me up to to speak to you, but I don't even know why. I'm really rubbish. Yeah, but no, then know, just, just know, don't be rubbish. Just don't be rubbish. That's all. Yeah, don't say but that. It's, be it's, rubbish. It's, like, it's a joke. <laughs> on, it's like a joke on yourself. To it, it's not really for them. It's for you to relax your nerves. It's for you to. But if he's, he's, my, he's thinking that they call him, he's thinking they're calling him up to be a comedian. He'll be cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 when's this guy gonna start? <laughs> yeah, like, I, mean, I, probably, I probably have made jokes yeah, but they're not necessarily. What well, I would call jokes, isn't it? <laughs> they're corporate jokes. For the audience, they're, they're corporate jokes. They're like safe jokes. Yeah, that's the thing. Safe jokes, isn't it? But um, but no. Um, yeah. In terms of so, what about because we mentioned before, right? Um, I would one advice I'll give to the listeners, right, is a lot of people are afraid to do public speaking. Like Daniel said, is the number one fear for a lot of people. The only way you're going to get over it is by practice. Practice, mm -hmm. practice, practice. The more opportunities you get to do public speaking, the better you're going to be at it. Practice with your friends. Practice with your family. Family as well, yeah. Family, just practice, practice, practice. I've got my older brother. Whenever I used to have a presentation, he would just grill me about every little... He'd be like, why are you saying um? 
okay, um, I don't want to hit like he'll grow me onto a point that I'll get to a level of perfection, which perfection doesn't really exist, but to a level where it's competent, and then you'll be able to take it. But practice, practice, practice. It's okay to be nervous. Know that anyone and everyone that gets on the stage, from Pabilo to the president, they, <laughs> they all get nervous. So it's a natural emotion and feeling to have. It's just continuously practice, be prepared, and take your time. I'm trying to figure out if that was a shot or not, but... <laughs> No, no, shots, no shots, no shots, no shots. Um, yeah. So, would you like a quick final tip to close? I guess. Yeah, just practice twenty times, man. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel. <laughs> cool, I like that. For me, I, would say, I would say practice in a safe arena environment where you can get constructive feedback for you to improve. That for me has helped me. Um, Toastmasters has been an arena where I've been able to learn, make mistakes, learn from those who are better than me and also watch the journey of those who are improving as well because it does encourage you to speak more and also the art of developing thoughts in a short space of time to deliver an impromptu speech is one thing that's really good. Tell me about it, man. Uh, I think probably the one last one I'd try and think something new is probably if you can try and know who your audience is before because then if you can tailor the talk to something that you think they are interested in, this is even personally or professionally, then I think it can, it can be a lot more engaging as well. Because it doesn't make sense sitting in front of school kids and talking to them about topics like pension and stuff because it's just never going to fly. So try and find topics that the audience would be, would be interested in. I think that's a... That's yeah. so, so for me, what that screams out is, which is very true, is from an audience perspective, what's in it for me? Mm. always think mm. when you're going to deliver a speech for the audience what's in it for me why should i mm. listen to you mm. why should i give you my undivided attention mm. just quickly actually there was actually a really good presentation that we were part of at work ah um, uh, yeah, yeah 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 what is do you even know which, who, don't talk about. i thought you were going to talk about our seo one. <laughs> seo no 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 what basically to, to that point about addressing what the what the um what the audience. audience is looking for. This was more of a workshop type, but what the person did, it was before, so they the, the, the interns were going to learn about that particular person's role. And they thought, and usually what will happen is a person will just stand there and give you their, their background and their career, uh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. talk to you a little bit about, you know, what they've done and et cetera. And it's very much what they thought you wanted to hear. But what he did actually in the very beginning, he says, what do you guys want to know? And he wrote on the whiteboard, everything that came out, of the, the of the suggestions and he decided to tailor his uh presentation to what was on the board and the board only so he didn't tell you about some of the things that he liked personally that he may think you want to hear everything mm. was strictly based on the questions from the audience and i thought mm. that was a really really great way of yeah, having a very high performing workshop session uh with people um and not assuming that they want to know about what you did maybe, I don't know, some and something else, but taking their suggestions and using that. Nope. Hey, one last recommendation. This is actually a book one. Is there's there is a book called Um TED Talks, the official TED Guide to Public Speaking by Chris Anderson. Yep. And I actually read it about a year ago, but then reread it a, a month ago. And the tips that this guy gives, he's basically the, the person who's running the TED organization. He breaks down all the preparation that they do 
the the way to draw an audience in, how to start in an engaging manner, how to close, etc., and what also to avoid. I think most of our listeners are familiar with TED Talks anyway, so you should subscribe to their podcast. They have a video podcast, YouTube, everything, but the book is very, very, very helpful. So that's the last recommendation from my side. I thought that was the book review from Pavilo. <laughs> cool. Cool. Another episode in the bag. So thank you all for listening to episode number 44 of Take Flight Podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable and hope you found some of these tips useful and insightful. Um, if you have any feedback for us, please contact us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast or contact us at Gmail on sorry, contact us via email at Gmail on takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. Peace out and stay blessed. God bless. Woo! Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but